Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different fields, um, different genres, different niches, people just doing really cool things in their space. We talk to athletes. We talk to CEOs. We've talked to authors, lots of different people that um, are, are doing things and, and that we can hear a bit about their journeys and take bits and pieces of that and hopefully apply them to our own lives as well. Um, I know I have a guest like that today. Really excited uh, about uh, this one. Um, just before we jump into it, wanted to um, mention uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know uh, a little bit about Epitome Sportswear. Um, they are uh, much like us. They look at um, you know things as uh, a whole life kind of success model. So uh, so it's not just athletic wear. It's uh, if you are going out and maybe uh, taking a hike uh, out in the woods. Uh, making you nice and comfortable there, but it could also mean just going and sitting on the sidelines watching your uh, son or daughter uh, play a game. So, um, you know, you'll see lots of things uh, that hopefully will fit that. Um, they also do something that's really important to us as well as they give back to their community. They're working to impact the inequities and opportunity for girls and women in sport. And for that reason, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sports. So um, check out our bio. Um, and it's again, Epitome Sportswear or go to directly to Epitome Sportswear, which is E-P-I-T-O-M-E sportswear.com and check it out. Um, so we have uh, Lauren Stallwood with us today. And luckily, um, we're on a, a really kind of different kind of timeline here. And, and so we'll talk about that in a second because she's coach and personal trainer. Um, she has her own popular workout YouTube channel, Anya online programs, is a really strong fitness influence uh, presence on social media. Um, she's competed at CrossFit sanctioned events such as Dubai CrossFit Championship and the French Throwdown. Um, before that, Lauren also played competitive rugby, where at I think around the age 17 or so, she was given her first international cap for England women and uh, went on to play in the Women's Rugby World Cup the following year. Really cool. And she also, I will mention, is, uh, has her undergrad in phys ed and uh, postgrad degree in secondary education. So, um, you know, first of all, lots of really cool things in the background that we, I know we'll get to talk about, Lauren, but thanks very much for joining us at a time which I know where you are is a little bit funky. So, uh, so thank you for doing this. No, it's awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. So, you know, I, I know um, we touched on it a little bit there that, um, you know, we're going to go into some of the things that you do now. Um, but it sounds like you've been pretty, you've always been pretty athletic. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what happened with um, rugby and, and, you know, how that's brought you to, to where you are today, a little bit of a different journey there. Yeah, for sure. When I actually think back about everything, it's very surreal, surreal, really. Um, but I guess um, fitness for me has always been a massive part of my life, mostly because of my dad. Uh, my dad does everything um so he got me into things quite from a young age but um I started playing competitive rugby when I was 11 
Wow. Um, so I played rugby league. Yeah, it was good. Um, and obviously I played that for school and then county levels. Um, and then to play open age, you have to be uh, 16. Um, but dad was like, no, lads, you're going to go. So dad started making me train with the women when I was 14. And yeah, I know. Typical dad. It was great though. And it was good, but I got bullied and like I was it was hard. I remember one of the days I got into the car and um I was crying because one of the girls was mean to me, like double my not double being dramatic. But um and um dad goes, What's wrong, Laz? And I was like, Well, they're really mean to me. And he goes, Well, do you want to play for England, Lauren? And I was like, Yeah. And he goes, Okay, well, wipe your tears, you've got to get on with it. And I was like, Okay, sure, sure, I've got this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like obviously I've always been into competitive sport, which is good. Um, and then um like rugby was great for me. And I, I got my first cap when I was 17, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like I had quite a lot of injuries throughout sport throughout it really. Like mm-hmm. um I in my first cap I actually subluxed my shoulder. Um so that's just where it partially dislocates from the joint. Um and yeah, so me looking back at it was really difficult for me to be like, like appreciate that moment. Um, but anyway, got back on with it, rehabbed it. The following year, I did my other shoulder. Um, and then it was a World Cup year and, and the surgeon was like, oh, like you can have your operation now or you can just play through it and see and see if you can get by really. So yeah. um, I got through that. And then um, I carried on playing and I actually made a switch to um, sevens. So you obviously have um, rugby league and then rugby union, which is sevens. And I went to um, England sevens camp, which was cool. Wow! But there, I actually did my ACL. <laughs> 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 so I was just like, you're like, working every appendage so far. But yeah, honestly, like... <laughs> it's crazy. I'm 26 and I've had five operations. But um, oh, character building. <laughs> I remember getting into the car though, and um, my dad was like. Um, like I called dad and I was like oh I've got something to tell you and he was like what like was it not good did you not get selected what happened and I was like I think I'm doing my ACL and, and I he was like on the phone and he was so angry bless him not because he was angry at me but just so frustrated for me because I just couldn't really get a break I guess yeah um yeah so then obviously like I, I rehabbed all my um surgeries pretty well which was good and then um I think after after it really like I kind of I don't know I took a step back and one of the boys was like oh do you want to come and uh, try some CrossFit yeah and I was like yeah okay sweet like I I always enjoyed the conditioning side of uh training so yeah. I was like yeah okay perfect and I went and it was just something that you could easily tra- like transfer to yeah and then I kind of just loved doing that really yeah um and then I, I guess that's kind of where it started from from rugby and like they, my coaches wanted me to go back and I just was like I just don't know if I can take any more like stress because the the injuries were hard yeah. like the rehab was hard yeah um, well each time those are fairly major things which means that it's the it's the rehab and all of those things and getting back to yeah. the shape that you're you need in order to play at that level I would assume yeah, like in terms of like fitness, like I was, I'm always so obsessed with something like I can maintain it. It's the the hardest part for me was the mental capacity. Like it was so hard for me to, because obviously when you're so embedded in one thing, your your image is placed upon solely on that. And when you can't do it, you, you're lost. Yeah. And I was just, yeah. oh gosh, like, where am I? What am I doing? 
Um, so that got easier and easier, but um, it was hard. And then yeah. I guess, um, so I, I started doing a bit more CrossFit. I'd maybe done it about a, uh, a year or so. And then um, I was finishing up my um, uh, degree. And then I did my postgraduate degree in teaching and I carried on doing it then like uh, uh, comp- uh, competitive CrossFit. Yeah. And then um, I was like, Oh, what am I going to do for a job? Like, yeah. what am I doing? And I was like, I don't want to go into teaching right now. Like I was in some, some tough schools. Um, yeah. and I'd actually got offered a job in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sweet. I'll go. I literally graduated. And then it was like two days later, I moved out. Yeah. Wow. That uh, fast. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was a good turnaround to be honest. And then um, I moved out to Abu Dhabi in uh, 2017. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just 22 now. Yeah. So it's a long time ago now. But um, it's wow. good looking back. I've actually forgotten the question that I was talking about. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> no, that was actually it. It was just uh, the transition, I think, until we get there. Yeah, so I, I think that's, uh, yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's interesting that you, um, I'll bring you back for a second to when you were talking about your dad and the influence yeah. that he had on you. Um, I guess two things, you know, is, um, you know, what was that like? Is, was he, um, um, was he a big motivator for you? And then the, um, the other side would be, um, uh, you know, uh, obviously you built a resilience going through all of that stuff that yeah. you did. Um, is it like, is that something that's just inside of you or is it those things that have kind of created that? What, where do you think that comes from? I guess it's a mixture of both. Like, like I was brought up with like dad's a great motivator for me. He's probably my role model in everything. Like, yeah. and he, he would always encourage me to do obviously the things that I wanted to do, but he'd, he'd always, always encourage me with challenges. Yeah. Like he'd always make me and my sister do silly, silly things as kids that would obviously make us better, but we hated like what? Um, like what? <laughs> like there's some mountains, and my dad lives in the Lake District near the Lake District, and um, we would always go camping. Yeah. And uh, there's a, a mountain in the Lake District called um, uh, Helvellyn. So the name is. <laughs> yes. And I remember, so it was peeing down with rain. It was like torrential rain. We were in like, you know, those um, waterproof jackets that you can get out of the little bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like a poncho yeah. thing that, yeah. yeah terrible. And at the top, like um, the, the ridge of the top is quite uh, sharp and is a big drop. And dad was like, come on, come on. We're going the adventure route. Let's go. Let's go. Me and my sister were like, I don't think this is safe. I can't even see. Um, <laughs> and he'd be like, come on, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm six years younger than my sister. Yeah. So Kel was just like, this is stupid. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. um, you don't know any better yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was always character building. Dad was good at that. Dad was good yeah. at that. Very but I guess like he, he built good resilience in us. And then um, I, like, I had quite a tough time in um, school. Like I used to get bullied quite a lot. And then obviously uh, like I'd always done sport and I was always very different to, to the girls and even the boys. Cause I grew up in like a small country town. Um, yep. school. And um, I guess that makes you tougher as well. Cause you just, yeah. just take it on the chin and get on with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like when I did start playing and I, and I did get injuries like that, that was hard. Like it's a big mental block to be able to be like, okay, I've got to do this now and then this. 
but I guess like it wasn't like I could always be like um this is the next step was like you have to get back playing like you know where you want to go then that's what you've got to do yeah and there was never a real struggle to getting back to there because I knew I could do it yeah do you you mentioned that part about kind of seeing where you're going do you then like are are you a person who sets uh, you know a, a few specific goals and and follow those goals like are you, do you write them down how do you how do you do that yourself and yeah I guess like like for me I have really bad ADHD so like um if I'm unorganized or like don't have like clear things like I'm all over the place <laughs> yeah um so like what I'll tend to do is like I'll have like um like a daily routine that I'll always try and stick to that keeps me in check in terms of me being able to do something I'll set myself goals for the year but for me it's you don't want to be something like yes okay like say say you want something direct you would say that directly but you don't want to be put so much pressure on yourself you'll have that one big thing and then it's like how do you get there instead yeah so it's for me it's more about especially with my ADHD it's more about like those daily habits and daily routines that then will lead to that end goal because people get so ahead of the game they're like oh I want to lose 20 pounds yeah and it's like okay well what are you doing for that and they're like oh well you know that's what I want to do and it's like well no but what are the steps you're going to take each day right right and do you find that translates into because you obviously have clients you have people that you work with um both in kind of gym and and with your online stuff and everything Is, is that um is that one of the biggest things you have to work on with clients is is how do you break it down I guess for me, like, I'm a big believer that, like, obviously, so many people will be like, oh, here's something you have to do. Here's your diet plan you can do. This is what you have to do. Follow this. Nothing is sustainable for people unless people actually want to make a change and actually want to make a a lifestyle change. Nothing will, at the end of the day, change. Yeah. Like, for me, like, people, especially, like, let's use diet as an example, let's say someone goes on a diet okay you can't be on it your whole life on a diet yeah. it's not sustainable it's not healthy and it also doesn't create a balanced lifestyle so mm-hmm. no one sticks to it yeah for me like i i will always try and just build those those daily habits and like a lot of like positive reinforcement not necessarily from me yes i'll give good feedback yeah. but it's more themselves to themselves everybody's so harsh on themselves and negative towards themselves that nothing actually happens no no i was just gonna say it's it's funny that i think that's what separates what you do with a lot of other people is um is that positive mindset part of how important that is through like all of your messaging. I, I actually find it like even your, even your own motto piece has like smile more. Like it, it's how much yeah, of that is, is in. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how, how much of that fits into what you, you think like you do yourself and to other people is, is how do you approach things positively for yourself and, and like uh, getting your clients to do that as well. Yeah. Like I guess for me, because like growing up, I was um, a very harsh critic, critic on myself. Mm-hmm. And you're so quickly, I actually listened to um, something the other day about, it was like, um, when you mess up, you're, you're so easily be like, oh, you're an idiot. Like, this is your fault. You, why would you do this? And then it talks about like, if you speak like that to your friends, would you have any friends? Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, that's no. pretty powerful when you hear it that way isn't it yeah, yeah. you'd never say that to a friend yeah you're absolutely 
like I guess it's just trying which is something I work on as well is just like trying instead of the first thing you think when you do something so let's say um you're doing a session and something goes wrong and the first thing you think is oh I was so rubbish then yeah. like that's already negative so every, the whole persona around what you've just done is negative so instead of being that like just take a second before and then say something positive there's always a positive from any situation at the end yeah. of the day so um, h- how does that translate into because obviously there's the um there's that mindset and then there's also I mean you've been in big competitions where there are lots of people watching lots of things going on um and and even rugby or CrossFit or whatever they are, um, do you have an approach from a mental standpoint before you go into those things? Like, how do you, how do you quiet your nerves? How do you quiet yourself from saying those negative things in your head? Yeah. Like I'll try, obviously before I would play or before I would compete, I'm never going to think something negative. You're already deemed to fail. You would, that's not in the corner. I guess for me, like my energy levels are always super high. Like I feed off other people as well, like, cause I'm very energetic. So the whole situation is sometimes a little bit overwhelming for me. So I'll just try and take myself and just obviously be like, okay, you've got this. And it's just that tunnel vision, really. Like I remember um, when we played Australia in the World Cup. So we were warming up and we were opposite them. And bearing in mind, like I was light then, like I weighed like 65 kg and these girls were like 10 years on me and they were big. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, hey, "Wow, this girl's so big!" And I remember going up and um, we did some high ball catching because I was a back then, mm-hmm. and uh, I dropped every single ball. And I was like, "Okay, it's fine. We've got all of them out of the way, Lauren." And I was like, "I, I remember when we were doing the national anthems. I was like, okay, 'Okay, they're gonna kick it to you. They've seen you. They're not stupid. They'll utilize this.'" Yeah. And I was like, you've got this, you've got this, you've hundred percent got this. And then what did they do? They kicked it to me and I got it, which was great. <laughs> yeah. But it's just uh, that, that mindset that you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And how powerful that can be, you know, yeah, that, like, uh, I tell one way or the other. Clients, and yeah. they're like, oh, I can do this. And I'm like, you haven't tried. Yeah. Wow. I, now. And so you mentioned you have, you have clients. I mean, one of the things that you've done really well, Lauren, is, built out multiple streams of what you do because obviously you're a um you're a a coach in a gym but you also have all of these different ways of people being able to connect with you and one of the things is um um you know being able to um uh you know your youtube channel is a good example where you do a lot of work on there to show people how to kind of do routines correctly and things like that where did where did the idea of for you come from uh, that, oh, I have, I have this great fitness knowledge. Um, You know, maybe I should translate it into other things that are kind of this broader based kind of business you've built. Where, where did that come from? Um, I guess like I've always wanted to inspire people and I've always wanted to help people, not necessarily like consciously, more just naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess like for me, like, to help one person's such an it's such a great feeling because the impact that it has on their lives mm-hmm. and I, I don't really know like I it just kind of happened and I somehow kept going <laughs> yeah well well because a lot of people would say like you um uh 
you also do things where there's a lot of just things that, um, you know, help people regardless if they're really connected with you or they just follow your stuff and watch it and they can, they can do a lot even just from that. So what you've given back from a content perspective is, is really great for a lot of people. Um, I would just wonder how does, how does that connect with you? Cause you interact a lot with your community as well. So they're, they're very engaged with you. Um, how is it that for you to see the things that you do and how it helps people? Like you say one person, but you probably are doing this with a whole bunch of people and you probably hear some of those stories. How is that for you to hear that, that you're impacting people that way? Yeah, I guess it's very overwhelmingly kind. Like when someone sends you a nice message and th- it's not even that you help them on a great scale, but if someone says, oh, you made a- motivated me to get up this morning, you motivated me to go to the gym. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, because I guess for me, motivation has never been something that I've necessarily struggled with, mm-hmm. but you can see it on the, on the point for someone else, like life can get hard and, and things can, you know, get in the way of things. And the fact that one person can be like, okay, I'm going to go now. That's great. Because yeah. mental health is such a massive thing that's underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's the piece that I think is even more prominent the last couple of years than than any other time so you being able to have a lot more opportunities to do that is is probably a pretty big deal um you know the one thing is you do have a big um social media kind of influence group as well um that probably comes with great things and also comes with stuff that's not so fantastic how do you like have you uh, have you had to deal with a lot of stuff that's negative um like a lot of people who have really big kind of social media followings and things like that and um, how do you do it, it if you do like i haven't really got anything negative and like sometimes you'll get like you know odd sleazy comments and some people sure. find them offensive but i mostly just find them funny like <laughs> yeah. i'm not really easily offended or anything like that and it, and yeah like I honestly haven't really mixed into much negativity yeah good well yeah yeah well and and so you know when um when you're looking at all of the different things that you do um how do you how do you balance all of that because you've got you know you have your your actual kind of workplace you go to but you have all these other things going on and how do you how do you balance that in your own life yeah I, I guess like um it's been quite hard for the past year or so um I guess it's just about trying to to um figure out what is the most important really like I'll always make sure that my training's always done and then I'll filter things around that to be honest um like I'll I'll always uh book my clients in around like my day with my training and then obviously I'll try and give back to everyone as much as I can um I actually stopped working in Abu Dhabi now so I moved up to Dubai yeah. Um, mostly just doing individual clients and then my online stuff. Yeah. Um, so, cause I'm going to bring out, um, like more of a generic program for people to follow in the next month. Yeah. Just because obviously like, it's really difficult for people to be, have access to good programming, which is obviously progressive. Mm-hmm. Also like work with people that they, they trust and they like, and this obviously it's more like options I guess and I feel like sometimes it's difficult because people will want a program for example but it's so hard for me to give everything that they need still at a a cost which is like um you know in their price range I guess sure yeah 
Well, and, and you do see a lot more of that kind of happening, especially now where the reach is. I mean, you could have people from all over the place that are, are yeah, trying to kind of cool. connect in, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's got to got to be a, a cool thing that you could have clients all over the world and it'd be you know a, you're giving them a, a good program that way so um you know you um you mentioned a little bit about um you know you had uh, um you were you had some bully stuff when you were young and, and things like that um but uh, you know right now i mean you're you're still young but you are probably one of those people that a lot of young girls are really they look up to in in many ways and how is how is that knowing that um you know you probably feel like you're you're pretty pretty young but there are a lot of people that are probably seeing you as that role model when they're you know in in those younger stages how is that and and um you know it, you know is is that strange to think that that many people are probably looking up to you that way I, I guess in my head, I'm still 16. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, that's, that's for me too, but just so you know, it never really goes away, but I'm like way older than that. So <laughs> I guess for me, like I just want to inspire and empower people to always be themselves and to just like, it's okay to be different and it's okay to enjoy those different things. And obviously especially young girls like to encourage girls that it's okay to be muscular. Yeah. Like, and for me, like obviously in a crowd, you do tend to stand up because you do look different. And like me as a person, I'm very different. Uh, I'm very weird. But um, (laughs) like, that's, that's okay. Like it, and I guess as a kid, like that's why I got bullied. And it's one of those things that like I never understood. So I, I would just keep trying. (laughs) Yeah. Like I wouldn't let that get me down with it. But it's also like trying to, you know, help younger generations realize that it is okay. Have you seen a a change? You know, it's funny because so many people I talk to, um, especially people who are in CrossFit and some of those things that the women have said that is that that when they were younger, that was something where they felt kind of out of place and things like that. Um, it's funny, we just talked to Brooke Entz recently, and she said the same thing where it was like, you know what, I, I always felt different because my structure was just different than a lot of girls. And suddenly that made me odd, instead of it being, you know, a good thing. And have you, have you seen that start to change a little bit the perception of, of strong women being different than maybe it was even when you were younger? Yeah, it's definitely starting to change. I guess when I grew up, though, it wasn't that, like, like I liked it. Like, yeah. I liked that I could compete with the boys. I liked that I could play rugby against the boys. And, like, I liked that the boys, like, they used to call me a beastie or something. Um, it's terrible. <laughs> um, but, but, like, my friends were all, like, really girly girls. And they were, like, they hated they didn't like being associated with me with that, even though they were my friends. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, it's great. Yeah. But it's yeah. nice now that things are starting to change. You even, uh, isn't, wasn't there like a Disney movie that came out with them? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I forget which one, but yes, you're right. The same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good. Yeah. It's just about trying to normalize everyone, like, because no one person is the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great way to look at it. So um, now one of the things that, that we ask everybody, Lauren, is when um, is to try to have a couple of actionable things that people can kind of take away. And and I know they've had a few of them today anyway, and I know, um, um, you know, your, your material and everything, which I know we're going to talk about in a few minutes too, uh, you know, provides a lot of that. 
Um, but you're a, you're a coach, both uh, kind of an in-person coach. You know that you're building out some of these coaching programs and everything. There are probably lots of people out there that are even just thinking, okay, I'm getting to that uh, you know point in, in my career where I maybe want to try to give back to other people some of that knowledge. Are there one or two kind of um, tips that you'd give somebody who's maybe thinking they want to be a coach or start to, to you know, go down that path that you might, um, and they're maybe a little worried about it? Are there a couple of things that you'd kind of suggest they might do? Yeah, I guess like obviously the main thing is just to try and get experience in that field. Like um, you can get it. There's obviously loads of different coaching um, platforms or not necessarily platforms, but but like uh, routes that you could go down. So I guess like try out a few different ones, see which one you prefer. Like I used to obviously coach a lot of the girls playing rugby. I used to teach a lot of different sports. I went to America and taught out there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I did more personal training, one-on-one stuff, but like I've been in a lot of different um, environments and that's obviously there where you find which one you prefer. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's uh, gaining experience is really good. Um, obviously doing a little bit of research as well. And obviously doing some courses if you want, like obviously courses, this is the thing. Courses are great because it's education. And education is great, but it's also that element of experience. Like they both go hand in hand. Like the someone could be really knowledgeable, but they have zero social skills to be able to interact with an individual. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's the like education and the application of it can be completely yeah. different. So yeah, <laughs> teaching is a great example of that. That yeah, like there, you know, there's a theoretical part of it, and how do you transfer that to somebody else? Is yeah, is which is way, right? really important. And like that's not saying that someone that is education like social skills can always be developed and it's just trying to put yourself into those uncomfortable situations where you're like okay you're good you've got this and you you can talk and you can help people yeah yeah actually I think that's really important because people some people may think oh I'm I'm not that big kind of in your face kind of person but that doesn't matter which is important because also everybody you know different people give different things in their classes yeah yeah wow that's great um so one of the things uh, uh, you know if if people are going to follow you and some of the things that you're doing right now because you're doing a lot of really cool stuff you've got a really good um, channel and all those things uh, do you want to give us a bit of an idea what are some of the ways that they can follow you and, and some of the things that are coming up for you in the next little while yeah cool um so obviously you can follow me on instagram um at loz stalwood too mm-hmm. um and then obviously on my youtube channel which is lauren stalwood i actually haven't posted on that in a while just because of some personal things that happened but yeah um but i'm gonna be bringing that back from uh next week which will be cool great and then um i'm actually uh bringing out my own um online business called vibe very cool wow very me that's good wow awesome yeah um so that's going to be delivered through like a, a fitness app so obviously mm-hmm. that'll have daily programming um I'm, a, I'm gonna launch a little bit more about that um on social media from next week and then I'll see some signups and just offer some free content really awesome awesome well we'll make sure yeah like uh, so what we'll do in the show notes so that everybody has it we'll put all those links in there and um yeah yeah, that's exciting that's exciting so if uh yeah when when it goes to launch I'm sure people will uh be able to take a look at it and and uh see all the great stuff that's coming up congratulations yeah awesome well, you know, I know, again, it's, uh, I know it's a, it's a very different time there. So I, I don't want to hold you too long, uh, Lauren. So thank you for sharing everything that you have. Um, we'll make sure that we have that out. 
No problem. No problem. Thank you. And, uh, and if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that right now. We have great people every week, just like Lauren. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll put all that information in the show notes. Make sure you're following everything Lauren's doing. She's got some really great material. So, um, so again, thanks for, uh, for joining us, Lauren. And to everybody else, uh, we'll talk again on Big Idea, Big Moves. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at bigidea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.